introduce to you someone who has become a really, really special friend um, to me. We met three or four years ago at an event here, uh, Project God's Corner here in Lubbock. And um, I think we've been really close friends ever since. We've, uh, And this hasn't been kind of a uh, a friendship of convenience. We have been in touch many, many times. Pastor Avery has invited me to uh, uh, contribute to different uh, events that they were having, uh, you know, with, with participating in those and, and just some thoughts on those. And um, there have been times where he has... Uh, gathered pastors from his community and asked me to to uh, participate in some roundtable discussions, which I've really appreciated. We've really had some great times. But, but more than any of the stuff we've done, God has really, really knit our hearts together. And um, I consider Pastor Deshaun Avery uh, not just a fellow pastor. I said this on the video we made this week. He's not just a fellow pastor. He's not just... Uh, uh, you know, a, a fellow Christian. He is a friend and a brother, and I value him highly and deeply. And so I'm so glad that he's here with us today. When, when the uh, tragic, uh, murder of George Floyd happened, uh, last, a couple weeks ago, um, one of the first things I wanted to do is reach out to my friend and say, look, I feel like that this needs some healing and some and and some real wisdom to address it and so I want you to help me with that. He was so gracious. We met for lunch. We produced a couple of videos and um and it just wasn't complete until I had him come and share with you. So I want you to give the warmest friendliest welcome right now to Pastor Deshaun Avery as he comes to share the word with you. Praise the Lord. Testing, testing. Testing, testing, one, two. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Welcome, Pastor. Love you, man. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I am excited to uh, be here with you today. Again, as Pastor Sharp uh, mentioned, I believe. Uh, God has uh, a work for us to continue to do together. And so we're grateful for uh, those that have come with us from First Progressive. We have uh, two of our ministers with us, uh, our finance director, one of our outreach uh, coordinators. Uh, then we have a young lady and her husband with us today that when we started worshiping outside, she asked for permission to get out of her car. And so she said, she said Pastor Avery, I can't stand being in the car. So I, I had to give her a special provisions and get her out of the car. Uh, but uh, we're really excited. Uh, again, Pastor Sharp, thank you uh, for trusting um, you know, me to come and share uh, with your congregation. I do not take it lightly, uh, the opportunity uh, to share. And so, uh, so I just want to um, really just dive into God's word. and really honored to have my lovely wife with me today. Uh, Mary, amen. And so... And so me, me and Mary, uh, we are the modern day uh, Abraham and Sarah. Uh, and so when we showed up with our kids at the daycare, my classmates said, uh, are these your grandbabies? I said, no, they are my kids. And so uh, we have uh, our daughter Faith is going to be a junior at UT in Austin. And we have twins. Uh, they're 17. And so when the Lord gave us... Uh, blessed us with our younger kids, uh, I really uh, thought about laughing too. But anyway, uh, and so, but the Lord has been faithful uh, unto us. 
Let us pray. Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Oh, God, thank you, God, for uh, just bringing us together. We realize, Master, that it's difficult times, but you are still a faithful God. And, Master, we pray now that you will speak to your people. We realize, God, that if you speak, Master, we will be read well fed. God, if you lead us, we'll be well led. And so, God, I just ask now that you will, God, speak unto my heart. Use this body of dirt, God, to uh, have your word, God, be sound and clear. That we will leave this place, Master, realizing that we heard from you. We thank you in advance. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so uh, I, I want to share this very uh, special text today. This is Nehemiah. Uh, Nehemiah, I thought the Sunday school, uh, the children's teacher was getting ready to uh, share my sermon. I was like, oh, man. And so she got a little close there. Uh, Nehemiah chapter 2. Nehemiah, I'm sorry, Nehemiah chapter 1. Uh, I'm going to read beginning at verse 2. Nehemiah chapter 1. I'll begin reading at verse 2. Uh, amen. Nehemiah chapter 1. I'll begin reading at verse 2. Verse 2 reads, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish raiment that had survived the exile and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the providence and are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For days I moaned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant. It's praying before you day and night for your servants, the, Lord, the, the people of Israel. I confess the sins of we Israelites, including myself, my families, I mean my father's families, have committed against you. You have, I'm sorry, we have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the, the instructions you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if, you're, even if you exile people, uh, or at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I've chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people, whom you redeem by your great strength and your mighty hand. I want to use for a thought today, it's time to rebuild. It's time to rebuild. When, when Nehemiah, when Nehemiah, Receive this report. Uh, I begin to really reflect on the time that we're in when we seen what happened there in Minnesota and before that, uh, many other things. Uh, I begin to really think about and ask God, what is it that I could share with not only just Northridge, but with America? Uh, I believe through this vehicle called Facebook Live and 
YouTube were able to speak to the nation. And I see here in the text that when there's a problem in the world, God is not looking for another program. He's not looking for a committee. He's not really concerned with how big your church is. He's not concerned with how many people sing in the choir, uh, how many vans you have, how many kids in the ministry, how many deacons you have, how many elders in your church. God is really looking for a man or a woman to stand up and be counted. And I often wonder sometimes when we look at this, it, it reminds me of sometimes we will see things and we hear things, but sometimes we don't respond. And this text really pricked my heart because it reminded me of what I need to do and what we need to do. Nehemiah, uh, the text says, his brethren came to to, uh, visit and they uh, was there and Nehemiah asked the question, how is it back home? Right? Because he was was in exile because of the sins of Israel, because of, uh, of, of the disobedience from God and he was put in a place and, you know, just like Daniel and uh, those, they were, they, were, they were put into a position of being slaves, but God gave favor. And so, so, so uh, when you really think about that, he was there, but God was still blessing him. And he asked the question, he said, how is everything back home? And I can relate with that because when you visit your, friend, your fam, uh, family and friends, oftentimes, we ask the question, well, how is cousin so-and-so? Well, how, you know, is grandmother, how is grandfather doing? And, and what about the old school we used to grow up? You know, what about the store? You know, we, we have a tendency to ask questions about home. And so he missed home, but when he got the report, they said, Jerusalem, the walls are destroyed. The gates are burned. And so when he heard this, he, he began to say, and I can picture in my mind, you know, when you're talking with someone, you say, say what? What, what do you mean the walls are destroyed? What, what do you mean? Because when I left, it, it wasn't like that. What, what do you mean? What, what's going on? It, it's, like, it's like being away uh, on an island and, and not being able to have news and show up and find out we're going through this COVID-19. It, it's... It's being on an island and come back and say, what's all these masks? What's, what's going on? What happened to businesses? Why everything is closed? What's, what's going on? It's like, it's like uh, looking at the news and seeing what happened to Aubrey and seeing what happened to, uh, to Floyd. And you see what, what is going on. You see the devastation and it begins to break your heart. He said, what is wrong? They said, Jerusalem is destroyed. Now notice what he did. The text says, he began to mourn and begin to fast and begin to pray. And can, can I really share with you that, that when, when what bothers God begins to bother us, when what moves God moves us. When we hurt because our brother hurts, when we cry because our sisters cry, it, it's, it's a powerful piece. When we can look out and say, hey, that may not be my nephew or my grandson or my brother, but he is my brother and my sister. Nehemiah, he he didn't act like some of us. He he didn't say, I'm fine, right? He he didn't say, I'm doing well. 
Because you know, his position, he was a cupbearer. He, he was the one that tasted things before the king. He had a trusted position. Can I just share with you, he, he was doing well. You know, he, in financial terms, he didn't want for anything because if you with the king, the king is not going to look good and have you looking bad. It looks bad on the king for the king to be driving Rolls Royces and you driving a Yugo. Now, I don't want to be offensive to anybody in a Yugo, but I'm just, I, I'm, I, I'm just saying, if you're with the king, the king is going to take care of you, especially if you are the cupbearer. And, and, and he was doing well, but you notice what, what, what he really showed us in the text? His heart began to break. He began to weep. He began to cry. And when we look out and see what's going on, I'm so glad Nehemiah gave us an example because it moved him so much so to where he began to not just say, you know what, I'm fine. And it's so easy because we can say, you know what, it's not my son. My son is in the house. He's doing great. Now my grandbaby, hey, my grandbaby is doing well. It's, it's not... It's not my friends because my friends are well. You know, he, he didn't say, you know what? It's not my city. Guess what? I'm gone, right? You know, I've been guilty of that. I've, I've moved from Lubbock. I lived in Austin for years. And I've said, you know what? I'm in Austin now. Thank God Nehemiah didn't do what I did. Nehemiah, Nehemiah didn't say, you know what? It's not my community. It's not my neighborhood. It's not my concerns, right? And so many times in America, we've been guilty of saying it's not mine, Right? It's not my concern. We'll close our eyes. But you know what I found out? Uh, uh, when I was looking at the news, when COVID-19 first started to hit, I was saying the same thing. Thank God my family is fine. But then my, my oldest daughter, uh, her and her husband lives in, in, uh, in Columbus, Ohio. I get a call that she had tested positive. So guess what happened? I went from saying, uh, it's not mine, but it became mine. And, and so, so can, I, can I share with you, it may not be ours now, but what may not be at your door will soon be at your front door. And so, so Nehemiah began to show us that, you know, if we're concerned enough, we'll be concerned to say, you know what, it's not at my door, but sooner or later it could be. And so here's what I want to share with you quickly. Nehemiah uh, uh, started to pray for God to go before us. He didn't start to move. He didn't start to make phone calls. He didn't get on Facebook. He didn't start to do all that kind. Nehemiah began to pray that God go before us. Right? It's, it's, you know what? He realized that the nation uh, was under a great distress. He realized what was happening. And he began to say, God, go before us. He, you know, and notice his prayer. When you read that in, in chapter 1, he, he didn't really say them. He said we. Right? He said, we have sinned, right? We, we have caused great problems. We have disobeyed. It's us that made mistakes. It's, it's us that you warned, but we kept going. That's why the text says, when we look at uh, uh, Chronicles, that in my people who are called by my name. Li listen, it's us. We're all together, people that love God and believe in God. When the nations suffer, we are all in the same boat. Listen, we may have different paddles that we're in the boat, but listen, when, when, I, when our boat starts to leak, it affects all of us because, because Nehemiah said, God, we need your help. We have messed up. Oh, God, have mercy. He began to pray that God began to restore. And I love that because when I looked at the history, Nehemiah began to pray. Some uh, scholars believe and fast for about four months. He, he began 
to, to really go deep into it. God go before us. And here's what I found out. You know what? It's, it's, and I told our church this years ago. I can fool a lot of you all and, and, just, and just say, you know what? I got a Bible and I just know a verse and I'm going to look holy. Right? But when you're talking to God, God will unveil some things that we really need to work on. Right? It's, it's, you know, it's, it's like Nehemiah didn't really try. Nehemiah went to God saying, God, I messed up. We all messed up. We knew what we should have done, and God, we did not do it. And that's the prayer I think America really, really needs to, you know, really go back to. Because, you know what, all of us may not have nothing to do with what happened years ago, but we're still a part of it. You know, we, we may didn't have anything to do with laws that was written that really set people back and really continued to oppress. We didn't, may have nothing to do with laws, but we were still a part of it because now we're in the same situation and people are still being put back and held back. So Nehemiah said, we all messed up. And so until a nation, listen, it's easy to say, God, I'm sorry, and go to our brothers and sisters, even if I don't know your name. Listen, some of my brothers may offended you, so I apologize on their behalf. Listen, some of my sisters may offended you, so I apologize on their behalf. When we fall down on our knees and say, God, forgive us. Listen, we've all messed up. We've all sinned and fallen short. Glory of God. It's not about throwing stones no more. It's about us coming together and saying, listen, if I lift up your hand and you lift up my hand, where you hurt, I hurt. What you need, I'll give. When we all come together and let God change our hearts, it's all started by praying, right? Prayer begins to break down hearts. Prayer, prayer changes our mindset. Prayer gets us in a place of where God could use us. Listen, prayer, I love that song, uh, let the grace of God break us. I mean, let, let, it's all about God breaking us and shaping us and remaking us again. Because we got some things in us that we need to let go and say, God, clean us up from the inside and out. Even as pastors, we have said things that we shouldn't have. So he prayed for God to go before us. Now, now, now Nehemiah what was a layman. Let me, let me call him a layman. He, he was there in a high position. But, but he was somebody that I would call an ordinary individual. Right? He wasn't like uh, Ezra or Malachi. Uh, he, he was someone that saw a need and moved. He, he was someone, he wasn't a Superman, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't Batman or Robin. He, he, he didn't have special ability, he wasn't able to fly, he, 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 you know, he didn't have super ability. He was someone that heard, seen, and moved. He, he was someone that, that you know, he, he didn't have, he wasn't super strong like Samson. You know, he, he, he didn't have uh, great abilities like that. He, he was someone, a lay person that, that heard what was going on. He was passionate enough. He responded and said, God, what can I do? And, and that's all I'm saying today. Uh, our brother mentioned here that, that we don't know what to do, but I do know we need to pray and ask God to go before us. I, 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 I do know it requires us to start over and just say, hey, here's my heart. I, I can't. I can't fix what happened, but I can start working on things to help us go forward. So Nehemiah showed uh, a significant amount of response, and he began to call God back to the covenant, right? Last Sunday, I shared this. I said, we have forgotten that Genesis 2 and 7 says that we all come from dirt, right? It, it's, it's, it blew my mind because even though I got a jacket on, I still come from dirt. You and I are coming from dirt. And so, so when you really look at it, I think we're forgotten because some of our skin is lighter or darker. Our eyes may be dark or light. It does not matter because in the beginning when we all close our eyes, 
and go back to the Father, we'll return back to dust. And, and so when you really think about it, we are brothers and sisters. My sermon last week was, we are brothers. But because Nehemiah said, I may be gone, but we are still brothers. And so, so he was really committed uh, to doing God's work. So he prayed that God would go before us. And then I want to share with you what, what I've seen here. Nehemiah had a kingdom mindset, right? He had a kingdom mindset. It wasn't about, it's not about my thing. And sometimes we can be so selfish. We'll just worry about us. But, but he had a kingdom mindset. He realized that the walls of Jerusalem were destroyed and it was, it was going to hinder worship. It was going to hinder their families. It was going to hinder fellowship. It was going to hinder, uh, 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 them growing up in the, in the, uh, in the way that God would have them to. So he realized the walls had to be rebuilt. And so he had a concern. And, and so here's what I believe he said here. And, and, and these are Dr. King's words, but, but I believe that Nehemiah were really saying this, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. I, I believe when he seen that, he said, listen, I've got to do something about it. So the second thing I see here, that he planned and prepared to do God's work. He prayed, right, to God go before us. Then he planned and, pre- and prepared to do God's work. And listen, I just want to quickly share with you that Part of my issue, when I get ready to do things, I don't always properly plan. You know, my wife will tell you, what, what are we going to do? I'm just like, I don't know. Let's go. I mean, I'm just like, I, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm ready. My heart is ready. Let's get out there. Let's do it. And then I get out there and don't have everything I need. I'm just like, well, what happened? Well, I tried to tell you, right? And so, and so, and so, uh, so I realized that's, that's my issue, right? But this really helped me here because as we're bringing pastors together, as we're starting on this conversation of how can we heal? How can we heal our nation? Part of the pastors that already started dialogue and Pastor Sharp will be a part of that as well. Is, is we want to bring our Anglo brothers, our Latino brothers, our Asian brothers that we all sit down at the table and we just want to start talking. We just, we want to work on things that's going to help us heal. And so, so when I look at that, this really helped me because he planned and prepared. And I'll tell you how prepared he was. When he went to the king, the text tells us in later chapters that his whole disposition, he was down. His countenance. I mean, he was hurting, right? It was miles away, right? Uh, researchers say uh, when he finally made the trip, it was over a thousand miles away, right? thousand miles away, but he's mourning where he is. And so he was hurting. When he got in the king's presence, the king said, what's wrong with you, Right? Because it was dangerous and deadly to come in the king's presence looking sad. And so, so he, he began to say, my family, my home, uh, everywhere I come from is destroyed. He began to share his heart. And then here's what the king asked him, right? How long will you be gone, right? Right? Because the king was like, listen now, I, I, my life is at risk. You are my cupbearer. If you leave, I want to know when you're going to come back. He was able to give the king information on the journey. Then the king said, what will you need, right? He told him, I'm going to need, I'm need a letter. I will need provisions. I will need, uh, when I get there, I need timber. He had already prayed first, right? Planned and prepared. So when he got before the king, he had everything he needed. When we pray and let God do the rest, God will provide. Listen, I, I ain't got time to tell you. God will listen, will make a, 
he'll put a, 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 he'll put a river in a desert. I mean, God will provide food when there's no food. I wish I had time to tell you about a little boy just had a little Happy Meal. And God used that little Happy Meal to feed a multitude. God, God, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly whatever we ask to think according to the power that works within us. And so what we have to do is give God something to work with, right? We don't have to be Superman or Superwoman. We just got to have a super heart and be willing to allow God to use us, to make us, to change us, to get us to where we need to be. So now instead of us being silent, we say, what can I do? We disqualify ourselves before we go, right? So Nehemiah planned, prepared to do God's work, right? And so, so the importance of the wall, right? He knew faith was important. Family was important. Fellowship with God was important. And future was at stake. And so, so can I tell you the third thing that I share with you? Problems will arise. Anytime you and I ever decide to even do something like this. You're going to have somebody that complain. Yeah, right? It's, anytime people try to come together, somebody's going to say, well, I wouldn't have done that. Right? 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 You, you know, any, well, I don't know why I invited him over there. You know, I don't know why uh, Pastor, Pastor Sharp's going to come and, and preach, uh, preach to the nation from our church. Right? You know, be, well, I, I, I will wait before we start doing stuff like that. You know, it, it, so you can't do anything for God before people start complaining. Right? I, I, I realize that. Right? So, so, so. Here's what I found out. Don't let opposition stop you. When you're really com- uh, convicted in your heart that God is moving, right? Sometimes we want, the, the, we want the applause from the wrong person, right? We need to say, God, are you pleased, right? And so, so, so when problems arise, the text says that he began to continue to move. Don't be surprised when you're trying to rebuild and restore the walls, the kingdom of God, there will be problems come up. But you need to know there is no problem God can't handle. Listen, God, listen, God didn't tell us uh, uh, to ever be, uh, uh, be fearful. Matter of fact, he said, be of good courage, right? Don't worry about the enemy before you. We need some Caleb's in the room. Some Caleb's that, listen, he said, listen, I, I know this mountain uh, uh, may be difficult, but don't let my age fool you. He said, the God I serve is able still today. And we need some people that will rise up bigger than their problem. Let's stop telling, let's stop telling folk how big our problem is and tell our problem how big our God is. And when we think about the power of God, problems will arise. And they did it with Nehemiah. Nobody was messing with him until they started building a wall. Then there was a guy named Sambalik and Tobiah. They started messing with him. They, they were fine. They, they were sitting around drinking their tea and enjoying their day and looking at the walls down. Wasn't worried about, listen, didn't have a problem in the world until Nehemiah showed up. Right? And guess what I love about Nehemiah? He had already planned. He knew problems would arise. So when he got there, uh, 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 chapter 2 and 3 and 4 all connects. But it says that he didn't go there and broadcast it right off. Guess what he did? God purposed in his heart to do the work. So what he did was, he had to survey it at night, right? Took a few people, surveyed it at night to really see what the damage was. Then I loved it because he began to take people with him so they could see it, right? And there's something about seeing them. When we seen what happened on the news, right? That kind of stuff been going on for years. But when we seen it, it doubts something to us, right? 
And, and it began to say, people say, what could I do? And I tell people this to the day. Dr. King did great work, but Dr. King wasn't able to do great work until people on the West Coast started seeing what was going on in the South. People that are Anglo brothers and sisters, when they seen it and they began to hurt, then they began to travel to join the movement. It was only then when we all came together that, listen, that things were being able to put in place. And just like now, now is the time for us to come together because we've seen it. Nehemiah took them to the place, let them see the devastation of the wall before everybody was stepping over it. Nobody was really concerned. But when Nehemiah took them and let them see it, it was then that they began to say, we need to do something about it. And all I'm telling you now is that when we look at it, we're seeing it. Now we need to be about doing God's will, right? The God's will is bringing us together. Problems arose. And so can I quickly tell you, they tried to, uh, they tried to discourage them. They tried to trick them. They, everything they could do to stop the work. When Nehemiah started working, he was working doing God's will. When the, when what we're doing is bigger than us, that's when we know it's God's will. He realized the assignment to rebuild the walls was bigger than him. This idea of bringing the nation back, rebuilding this broken, uh, a racist tension that's going on, this prejudice that's causing uh, white, black, Hispanic, whatever separating us. Nehemiah knew it was bigger than him. And that's all I'm trying to tell you today is that he knew that anytime you do God's will, there will be opposition. Sambalik, listen, and Tobiah, they kept on. Listen, they, they said, listen, we, we're, we're going to send a letter to the king telling him that you don't, you don't uh, rebel. You're breaking up. You're trying to start your own, uh, your own army. Uh, he said, all of that's lies. They were kept trying to get him to come down from the wall. So can I tell you here in closing, he persevered and finished the assignment. He knew what he was trying to do was bigger than himself. He was just somebody just like you and I. God is looking for ordinary men and women to stand up and be counted. Right? Our silence can no longer be silence. Our voice has to be heard. Our hands have to be used because our hands and feet are called to move toward God's glory. So when we really think about your hands and my hands are God's. And so when we think about this, they persevered to finish the assignment. And I love that because when we go through life, you and I got to persevere. We can't let nothing stop us, right? Uh, listen, uh, this congregation and our congregation, it's, it's not, we can't get satisfied with coming together. We have to continue to persevere. God want to use you and I as a visible manifestation of God's power in the presence of people for God's glory. So, so, so God want to use us. Listen, because the more we'll be transparent, the more we're vulnerable with each other to say, I, I'm willing to start over. Will you start over with me? We have to persevere to finish the assignment. They got threats. They had, uh, uh, they had people in the, within their own team, uh, that was coming against them. They, they were, they had, uh, 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 taxes was raised. They had to, uh, while they're all trying to work, they had people in the community, other Jews that was really taking advantage of them while they're trying to work. Uh, and so it was hot. They was, they was really going through. 
They had to keep persevering. So here's what Nehemiah told them. He said, listen, I want y'all to know we've gotten threats. He said, we got some people that want to stop our work. He had someone with them with the trumpet. We've gotten threats, but we got to finish this wall. We got to rebuild it. He said, I need somebody that's standing in the gap with your family. And it was clever the way he did it because he didn't have them going and standing by a wall that wasn't close to the house. He let them stand by the place where they were going to most likely be. You and your family, man, this place. All along the wall, let's cover every gap. If something happens, I need somebody with a weapon. Somebody else with a tool. But he said, I can't come down. He said, God strengthened my hands for the work to continue. And that's all I'm praying today for us. When we look at this, we need the heart of Nehemiah. Because, listen, we got to persevere and finish the work. Listen, God, listen, when Jesus came, here's what we need, right? We need that spirit that Jesus had in the Garden of Gethsemane. When he said, not my will, but let thy will be done. Listen, God, whatever you need to do to change me, to make me over again, but my goal is not to build a wall to keep people out. Our goal is to rebuild the wall to bring us all in. And so Nehemiah finished the work. The wall was completed. Everybody that said it couldn't be done, everybody that said give up, quit, you're wasting your time, now they had a chance to see what God has done. So can I tell you in closing, what we have now is an opportunity. There's going to be people now that's uh, saying, hey, this not going to work. This is like a storm that passes. We'll go right back to doing what we used to do. We'll go right back to doing what was familiar. But here's a unique opportunity. God is putting us together to continue the dialogue, to work on ways that we won't just talk when there's a storm. We have relationships that will last through our generations. And I believe when we all say it's time to rebuild, we can do it, but I can't do it without you. And you can't do it without me. Because when we really think about it, I won't become the best of me until you help me become the best of me and vice versa. And so, so today I, I commend you. I commend your pastor. I commend his heart uh, for be, being willing to say, God, I want to be a Nehemiah. I don't have to be, listen, I'm, I'm nobody. I don't have all these degrees. I don't have, but what I do have is a heart for God. And if I have a heart for God, I got a heart for God's people. And so, so my love is that as a nation, we heal. And, and the dream that was one day we could all be together. Listen, that dream is still becoming a reality. And I thank you for the opportunity to share. I thank you for having an open heart. To just say, hey, let us try to start over. And again, I'm praying that God will crucify my flesh and our flesh. That I don't want to get in the way of what God's going to do. And so whatever God does is bigger than me. And so when it's all done, guess what? We can all say, listen, break us by grace. Start it all over again. God, if you're looking for somebody. Can we do a symbolic wave like this, if you don't mind? If you're looking for somebody, here I am. God, if you need somebody to stand up, here I am. God, if you're looking for someone to help rebuild, here I am. It's time to rebuild. God bless you. Father, we pray now.
We pray now, God, that you will help us not just be people that read and hear, but we be moved to action. We know, God, what we've seen. Oh, God, but we're praying, God, that you have your way. Change our nation. But let it start with us. Work within our city. Work within our pastors. If we, as people of God, can't have conversations that will bring forth an understanding, then we're a long way off. I pray that you begin to pair pastors in the city, that we will come to the table looking for ways to help heal our nation. So, God, I thank you right now. I pray a special blessing over Northridge and, and their endeavor. I thank you for uh, Pastor Sharp and his heart. I pray, God, that you will bless them without measure, whatever they desire to do. Go before them like you did Nehemiah. Provide provisions for them that they don't want for nothing. God, begin to enlarge their territory. Send people with like mind, like spirit, that have a heart just for you, God. I pray, God, that there will be an overflow of people coming with the same mindset of God saying, God, whatever you want to do in this season, in me, I'm ready. So God sent them from the north, south, east, the west, that they will all come looking for people that's chasing after you. We love you. We honor you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Stay here just a minute. Stay here just a minute. Sit. Sister Avery, would you mind joining us up here? I I just want to, can we just pray for Pastor Avery, Sister Avery, and and for First Progressive? Can we do that as a body here? I want to ask Paul and Pastor David, if you would join me up here. Um, I just want to take a moment and and pray for uh, what is happening here. I want you to come on up here, Sister. Um, I, I want you guys to know that this is, this is huge. He said something a moment ago that I want you to really tune in your ear to hear. And, and by the way, First Progressive, uh, you're up here with them, okay? I, I want you to know that. Um, he said something that was huge. And what he said was, the worst thing that we could do as, I don't care if we're white brothers and sisters or black brothers and sisters, it doesn't matter. The worst thing we could do is just imagine that Eventually, this storm will blow over. Everything will get back to normal. Um, We don't want things to get back to normal. What we want is for there to be a a clear and a new and a fresh unity to happen in the body of Christ. Amen? Yes, sir. I'm not not pretending that, 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 you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about this at First Progressive in a moment, that... All cultures will be erased and all that stuff. That's not even what God wants. What God wants for me to do is take the best from my brother right here and and become a better man because of it. And and if I have something to contribute to him, to be able to give it to him and be and that he's better because of it. And so what I want to do is, you know, I can't help what a racist cop might do. And, and and he can't help what, what angry people in a community might do. But what we can say is that we are one in the body of Christ and let the world fall apart, but this will not be broken. This this uh love and this this uh you know connection that we have because of the spirit of, of Jesus Christ will not be broken. And I'm committed to that, brother. And so I wanna I wanna just pray. If you guys would just gather around them and, and and lay hands on them. 
And I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to pray as well. But I just want to pray, Father, thank you for what you've begun. And Lord, you didn't, this didn't happen with the death of George Floyd, God. This happened years ago. You began to, to knit our hearts together. And Lord, I thank you for Deshaun Avery. I thank you for Mary Avery, Lord God. I pray that you would just pour your spirit and your grace upon them, Lord God, to do what you've called them to do in amazing ways, Lord God. I pray that over the coming days, they would feel greater energy greater calling. Lord, I feel, I, I pray that, Lord God, as they know what they speak of, that problems will arise. Lord, I pray that, that all around them would be, would be people rising up and saying, Pastor, sister, I'm with you. I am with you. I, it doesn't matter the color of my skin. I am with you. I see what, what God is doing in your life, in your ministry, and I stand with you. And Lord, we want to be among the first that say that, Lord God. God, I thank you. Lord, you knew what you were doing when you put, put uh, me and Pastor Avery together, Lord. And I, I, I have no idea what you're going to do in the future. But Lord, I welcome it, Lord. And I thank you for it. And Lord, I thank you for what he said to our congregation today. And Lord, I pray that it wouldn't be just a vapor that blows through. But Lord, there would be something that would begin to build and form, Lord God. And, and, and a creation would happen here today, Lord God. With, with the words that he gave us today, Lord, and, and that you would cause a deep conviction to fall on many of us, Lord, to, to, to walk, uh, God, in the spirit of peace and the bond of unity, Lord God. I thank you for that. Lord, bless them. Bless them abundantly over and above all that they ask or think in Jesus' name. I, I think it, I think it was, um, Jehoshaphat who, when when Israel faced a great army, um, said, "Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you." And and Father, um, that's our prayer this morning. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Our eyes are on our Savior, and our trust and our hope is in you. And Lord. We confess that um, in our own strength, we can accomplish nothing. Um, but as we were reminded this morning, um, your, your spirit dwells in us. We are the temple of your spirit. And through the, through the power and unity of your spirit, um, there, is, there is no limit to what you can accomplish through your people. Um, and so, Father, I pray... Um, for First Progressive, I pray for Northridge Life. Um, I pray for uh, Pastor Avery and Sister Avery. I pray for our leaders here, Lord, that through the power of your Holy Spirit, um, we would live and move in a way um, that, um, that, that makes a difference in our city, um, in our nation, that, um, that we would live in, in unity and peace and in a way that that glorifies you and draws attention to how good and how awesome and how wonderful you are and lord we pray that through the power of your spirit that in our in our communities and neighborhoods that hearts would be changed and and drawn to and reconciled to you um, and that we would see the fruit of that um, in our lifetime lord um, and that 
that our future generations would be able to enjoy the fruit of that, Lord. And so we just um, humble ourselves. We fall on our knees. And, and again, we pray, Lord, our eyes are on you. and Our hope is in you. In Jesus' name. Father, you said in your word that you created from one man all the nations. And you appointed their habitations, the boundaries of their existence and their lives, but they are all from one man. And the whole earth, Lord, is yours. Though there are many nations and many cultures and many languages, there is one God, and that is you. And you are God over the whole earth, for the earth is yours. You are God over believers. You are God over unbelievers. And we pray, Lord, for the ultimate fulfillment of your kingdom, that you would make from every nation, every tribe, every language, Lord, one people to worship you in eternity and to glorify your son, Jesus Christ. And, Lord, I'm mindful of of the prayer of your son as he prayed for the disciples that they would be one even as he and you are one. And so we pray the same thing, Lord, that you would make every part of your body one and that we would all be one, Lord, even as as you and your son are one. Bring a spirit of unity in the diversity and, and let your son reign in the hearts Uh, of every person that is a part of your kingdom. May all things be for his glory. And we pray in his name. Amen.